the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. The Exxon. What can I say about the Exxon? Well, it's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and, of course, on Simul Radio and TV. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for the broadcast schedule for the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for Simul TV, www.simultv.com. My guest this hour is Karen Noe, and Karen is a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer with a two-year waiting list. Since best-selling author Dr. Wayne uh, Dyer left the physical plane in 2015, Karen has been receiving profound messages from him for his family and for the world as well. Wayne also comes through with a group of other celestial beings uh, called the We Guides that includes St. Francis of Assisi and numerous angels and ascended masters. Joining me now is Karen Noe. And Karen, welcome back to the X-Zone. Hi there. Thanks for having me back. You and I were chatting briefly off air, and you told me that since the last time you were on, four more books. Yes, yes. Uh, you uh, interviewed me for my first book, The Rainbow Follows the Storm, and since then I was published with Hay House, three uh, separate books. So My goodness. I'm very excited about that, yeah. A two-year waiting list. 
How does that feel? How does that feel? It feels good, but a little overwhelming because right now I'm not even taking new clients. The one who, the ones who come to see me mm-hmm. want to come back. Right. So, and then they have to wait two years when they come back and all sorts of things, unless it's an emergency, in which case, you know, I'll get people in. Sure. But it's good. It's good. I know I'm helping people. So that, that feels wonderful. I understand that your latest book is uh, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. Tell us about it. Well, it, I don't know where to begin. But At the beginning. With, uh, Do- <laughs> Dr. Wayne Dyer, who uh-huh. was a, a wonderful author, and I was a huge fan of his. He, he passed away, uh, I don't even know how many years, I, I've lost count, but mm-hmm. right after he passed, I was devastated. And I had interviewed his daughter on my radio show called, you know, The Angel Quest Show, right. a few months before he passed. So... I had his con- uh, her contact information. I didn't know what to do. I knew I had to do something. I was a huge fan of his, so mm-hmm. I contacted Serena, his daughter, and I just sent an email to the effect something like, um, I'm so sorry about the passing of your dad. Right. Please know without a doubt that he's okay and would want you to be too. You know, ask him to come to you in a dream and to wake you up afterwards so you remember it. Mm-hmm. Ask him to give you signs to let you know that he's with you and so forth, and have you received received any signs? And then I said, by the way, I just finished a book called Your Life After Their Death. I know it's going to help you. I'd love to send you a copy of, of the book. And that I figured, you know, that would help her. Within two minutes, three minutes, I received an email back saying she would love a copy of the book, and I sent her a copy of the book. Oh, so what happened was I was scheduled to speak in Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. about four days after that. Uh, and the day before the speaking event, I was, uh, they were having a tribute to Dr. Dyer. So I went early to, to go to that. So long story short, I, got, I went to the event and I'm sitting, there was a bus with the Hay House authors, my publisher, uh, for the authors and Wayne Dyer's family going from the hotel room, going to the conference center. And I'm sitting on the bus. There's one seat available happens to be next to me, and in walks Serena Dyer. So you know how this is all synchronistic events. It all is, meant yeah. to be, You know, so she sits next to me, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, Serena, I'm Karen. I'm so sorry about your dad. And she said, oh, Karen, I just got your book. And, you know, and, and you know, we were, she, thank you so much. We were talking. And basically, you know, nothing came of that, that meeting other than I asked her if she received any signs from mm-hmm. her dad. She said her sister did. Her sister got a had a wonderful dream. You know, she actually felt her dad in the dream. Um, she felt his hairy arms. That's what she said. And that pretty much was it. So I'm trying to make this a long story. That's very very long story, very short. So I'm just getting right down <laughs> to the nitty gritty. You're asking me how the book came about. Oh yeah, no. So, yeah, take yeah. your time. Okay. So. Um, Okay, the event, the tribute was beautiful. Uh-huh. It was over. Right. And I'm ready to walk back onto the bus. But as I'm walking back onto the bus, I am saying to myself, you know, see all my favorite Hay House authors, which mm-hmm. I happen to be a Hay House author too, but, and Wayne Dyer's family. And I'm seeing them going on the bus and I'm saying to myself, oh, I'm so insignificant. I'm so insignificant. Oh. I'm not going back on the bus. So I decided to walk back to the hotel room rather than go on the bus. And as I'm saying this to myself, I'm so insignificant, and I'm repeating this over and over in my mind, 
is when I heard Dr. Dyer for the first time. And he said, in a loud voice, he said, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. And I get said, out of your own way. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, if that's you, you have to give me a without a doubt sign to let me know it's really you. And I continue to walk, and as I'm mm-hmm. talking, in my mind, in my thoughts, it's not an audible voice, it comes telepathically, that's how the messages come. I said to him, how may I serve? How may I serve? He used to say, how may you, you know, if you ask the universe, how may I serve? The universe works in ways to serve you as well. So I'm saying, how may I serve? And he said, you're already serving. I said, fine, but how may I serve more? Any case, I get back to the hotel room, and as I'm in the hotel room, I feel there's something very itchy inside of my shirt. I hope you're following this so far. I am. I am. Um, Okay, okay. So there's something itchy. I reach in to to see what's inside my shirt, and there was a sticker that had somehow attached itself to the inside of my shirt, and I know it wasn't there before, Mm -hmm. because in tiny letters underneath in the sticker, it said Disney World. And I had not been to Disney World before that. So, but on the sticker itself, it said W-E in big letters. And then I felt Wayne. And I thought it meant his first name, first and last letter of his name, W-E. So I was thrilled. I thought this was what the sticker meant. Sure. And I felt him, and he was laughing. He said, is that good enough? I was thrilled. I'm really trying to make this quick story, but went back home to New Jersey. His daughter, Sage, she has eight children mm-hmm. and a wife. And his daughter, Sage, contacted me and said, you know, she heard that I was speaking to her sister, Serena. She told me about her dream. And I said, oh, that's absolutely a real sign from your dad. That's awesome. And as we're on the phone, as we're talking, Wayne came through with very specific messages for her, things that no one would know. And she was thrilled. So she said, is it possible for my family and myself to come to see you? And I explained that I was really booked, but I'll see what I could do and so forth. So we, I found an availability a couple of months after that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we scheduled the appointment and I was, I, I didn't know, here I am feeling insignif- insignificant again. He's one of my favorite authors. Right. I've been doing this for years. I know I'm doing something right. As you know, I'm booked for two years ahead of time. But I never did readings for Wayne Dyer's family, right? So I decided, okay, I went for a walk with my dog, and I started to kind of yell at him. And I said, you know, what'd you get me into? You better come through. And then I heard, you know, he started to come through, and he was so excited to talk about the afterlife and so excited to talk about the we consciousness which is the title of my book yes what you asked so there you go <laughs> and we could get into more details if you'd like that is one heck of but, a story but what are the chances is there's a lot of synchronicities here oh absolutely absolutely and yeah. then um subsequently his family they did come uh Three of his daughters, Sage, Serena, and Skye, and mm-hmm. his wife, flew in from Florida. And as I'm on my way to the appointment, as I'm driving, a car cut me off. And on the license plate, it said Dyer 1. 
so I knew he was going to come through. And he indeed came through with very um, profound messages for each one of them, very specific messages, again, that no one would know. And for the next two years, as I said before, he has eight children and a wife. Uh, I was on the phone with at least one or two of them twice or three times a week. So we got to know each other very well. Karen, we've got to take our first break. Please stand by. This is a fascinating story. In Dexo Nation, our guest is Karen Noe. And if you'd like to find out more about Karen, visit her website, K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E dot com. We're talking about Karen's new book, amongst other things, this hour here in the Exxon. We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. We're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome back, everyone. Karen Noe is our special guest, www.karennoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. We're talking to Karen about her new book entitled We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. You know, the, the coincidences, synchronicity, and the entire story about the Dyer family, you seeing the license plate at the very end, Dyer 1. Wow. There, that If that doesn't prove to people who are skeptical that there's more to life than they understand, something is wrong with the people. Oh, you, it, you know, it was more even than that during the two years of connecting with them. Mm-hmm. The messages that would come through were at the craziest times. I'd be making dinner, for example. Yeah. One of, uh, this is one example, I'm making dinner and I feel him and he said, call Serena now, call her now. And I'm feeling, I'm, I'm losing my mind, you mm. know. I said, I'm making dinner, please let me, you know, wait a few <laughs> minutes. And no, call her now. So um, I call her, she's uh-huh. not answering. I call her other sister. I said, what is going on? You know, your dad is so, I have to call right now. She said, wow. She said, Serena is in the delivery room. She's ready to push to give birth. Oh, wow. I said, are you, are you in the room with her? And she said, yes. I said, put the phone by her ear. And then he said, daddy's here. Daddy's here. How the heck would I know? She, she was in the waiting, you know, giving birth. Mm-hmm. And this type of thing happened throughout the, the last, you know, the two years. Uh, one other example was it was six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. This is what he does to me. You know, he has been uh, not as, 
uh, coming through as much as he did during that time now. But during that time, he really did. But 6 o'clock in the morning, he one of his daughters is Tracy, his oldest one. And he said, call Tracy now. Now, meanwhile, I, I don't really know this family at this time, and I don't want to interfere. Call someone at 6 in the morning, but he just insisted. So I texted her. I said, I'm so sorry, but your dad is here. May I call you? Mm-hmm. She responded immediately with exclamation points, yes. And I said, wow, okay, I'll call you. I called her. And the message he gave, I said, before you say anything, Tracy, this is what he's telling me to tell you. That, yes, he can see you, but he can hear you, mm-hmm. but you can't hear him. And she started to cry. And I oh. said, well, what does that mean? And she said, Karen, I just woke up from a dream. And in my dad, in my dream, in my dream, I, my dad said, I, I was screaming at my dad, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And the message to her was, yes, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. Right after her dream. That was right after her dream. So, you know, this is proving to the family that without mm-hmm. a doubt, their dad is still very much around them, watching over them. Based on your experience, are you the only person who has contact with uh, Wayne Dyer? No, no. no there I'm... are many people around the world who are connected with him. What happens is that we retain the same personality as we had when we were here mm-hmm. in the physical plane. Right. So he was very loud, very anxious to let everybody know he's okay. So absolutely, there are a number of people around the, the world that are connecting to him with very profound messages. But his, prof- his message now is a message of peace and love of, and unity and to spread that in the world because it's very much needed at this time. That was the same message that he was... Uh sharing with the world while he was on this side. So that's that's amazing Correct. that it carries still yes. on the other side. Uh, while I was going through the information that you were kind enough to send us, uh, I, there was something about we guides. Who are the we guides? <clears throat> okay, so what happened was uh, right after I started connecting with him, mm-hmm. some of the messages that came through is he, he, just, he told me he was going to be connecting with a group consciousness. I see. Called the We Guides, okay? So it would be hard to differentiate him from the rest of the group when they came through together. That would include angels, ascended masters, mm-hmm. St. Francis of Assisi, and himself. And they were going to give me 33 uh, truths, broken down into 33 concepts. And I asked, why 33? And they told me, he told me that 33 symbolizes divine guidance and spiritual uplifting of all of creation. So they came, they come through together, whereas he still is able to come through separately to his family and friends. He also is coming through as with the we guides, you know, as a group consciousness. So is that the, so would the we guides be part of the we consciousness? Yes. Well, they, they gave me the messages Mm -hmm. of the we consciousness. Now what the we consciousness is, it's an awareness. Okay. Uh, the unity of everyone and everything. And that includes all animals and nature. It talks about our divinity, compassion for all of life, and whatever a person does to oneself or another, how it affects the whole. Now, what happens is after we leave the physical body, mm-hmm. we're able to feel that interconnectivity immediately because our body is not separating us from the other, other, someone else at that time. When we're here in the physical body, it's often difficult to understand oneness. 
But as soon as Wayne left his physical body, he was so excited to talk about that oneness and how we are all connected and how everything he was talking about when he was here on the planet was true. Well, most of it. And he was very excited to share that. So, Karen, what are the 33 concepts? Oh, there's a lot of them. I could give you a few of them. Please. I don't know if we have time to talk about them all. But, um, well, for example, one of them, number 10, is it's imperative to focus on what is right in the world instead of what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people think that they need to focus on the problems of the world. But we know, you know, we're vibrational beings. Whatever we're thinking and feeling, we're creating more of in, the, in this life and in the world. So it's important to focus on solutions to the problems, to focus on what we want rather than what we don't want. And in so doing, we'll be spreading peace and love rather than the fear and, you know, things, unforgiveness and so forth. So another uh, one of the concepts, number 14, talks about how it's just as important to love and respect ourselves and understand that we are just as significant as everyone else. That's one that I have to learn because oftentimes I put myself down to understand that we are part of the whole. Right. And to understand that we have God within us and we could create amazing miracles in our lives. Every one of us, you know, not just the saints and, you know, divine Mm -hmm. beings of love and light. We have God within us. And the only difference between miracle worker and one who's not is the miracle worker knows that they can create miracles, and they know they have God within them. So why don't we, why don't we all understand the simplicity of life? Why do we make it so complicated then? We, we tend to put our, you know, our egos first. We're trying to be right. We're trying to see our point of view rather than seeing how we're affecting the whole. You know, because as I was saying before, whatever we do to ourselves or another really does affect the whole. Right. We don't see it that way. Most people are, you know, self-centered, mm-hmm. not, not in a bad way, but they're trying to, you know, provide a home and shelter and, and so forth. But what we have to do is understand the greater, to see the bigger perspective of how we're affecting everyone and everything. Hmm. So where do we go from here? How do we, how do we start spreading the word? How do we get the rest of the, the consciousness to to make sure that everyone is aware of what is supposed to be going on and how we can better ourselves to create a better consciousness, I would imagine. We have to, we have to understand, number one, that we're co-creators with God mm-hmm. and we're not victim of external circumstances. And to really get that, to really understand, when you get that, everything changes. You know, we could create miracles and if we focus on peace, we'll create peace. What do we want? Most of us want love and peace in our lives. Exactly. So, if we, Right? If we focus on what we want rather than the problems, we'll create more of that. And we have to get that. You know, most people on Facebook, they're, they're you know, they're trying to, uh, when they focus on what's wrong, they're, they're saying, well, you have to. You have to focus on what's wrong. But I'm trying to tell them, no, you need to know what you don't want first. But what you need to focus on on is solutions to the problem rather but than what, but what happens in a case itself. where what happens in a case where neglecting a problem maintains mm. the problem well i'm not saying to neglect a problem but when whatever problem it is there's a solution right and what we want rather than the problem instead of what's going on mm-hmm. um we want unity say instead of uh diversity we want 
let's say in the United States, there's a lot of uh, arguing going on. So we have to focus on unity. We have to focus on love. What do we want? We want unity. We want love and compassion for everyone. That's what we want. And focus on that. We're not burying our heads in the sand. You know, what we're doing Mm -hmm. is actually raising the vibration of the planet. But how can you raise the vibration of the planet if you're not helping to solve a problem? You are. You're focusing on the solution. You're not focusing on the problem itself. Let me give you an example. Please. Okay. I, um, I, I, I wrote an example. Karen, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? I've got to take my news break at the bottom of the hour. Sure. This way here, we'll be able to, you know, concentrate on how we can best get the consciousness out there. And I know a great way, and that would be for people to buy your book, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. Karen Noe is our guest, and Karen and I will be back on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Back. Karen Noe is our special guest at this hour, Exonation, www.karennoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E dot com. And she's the author of We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. Um, where can people buy copies of your book, Karen? Uh, any major bookstore online on Amazon and mm-hmm. on my website, karennoe.com. Super. Um, so we were talking about consciousness and and. There's a lot of problems in this world today. I don't think there's anybody on this planet who would differ with us when we say that. But in order to, in order to solve these problems, I understand that, that in order to do things, we need to look at the positive side. Mm-hmm. But, but how do we neglect the negative? Because, <laughs> because you know, in my, my way of thinking, unless we solve... The problem, then we cannot live in in harmony. The solution. Yeah. The solutions. We're trying to focus on solution rather than what then what is wrong. Gotcha. I know it's just a technicality. Let me give you an example. Okay. There was a, I shared this in the book. Uh, there's a gentleman named T D Jakes, and I hope I share it as eloquently as he did. But he told the story about a giraffe and a turtle. Okay. The giraffe mm-hmm. is only able to see high up in the trees. Right. And up there, and the turtle's only able to see what's on the ground. Uh-huh. Now, to judge the turtle for what it's seeing, that's all it sees, it'd be foolish to do so, because that's its level of consciousness. Now, for the, if the giraffe, though, 
lower its, lowers its neck to see what's going on with the turtle, it could actually kill itself. The blood will rush to its head and so forth. So he can only see up in the high and the sky high consciousness. So what we want to do is to raise the consciousness of the planet rather than lower our vibration. Does that make sense? In other words, to focus on solutions. Yeah, it does. And to raise the vibration rather than constantly focusing on what's wrong. And you did this. And trying to see through the other person's eyes why they're doing what they're doing. You know, you may not agree mm -hmm. with what the other person is doing. But try to see through their eyes why and try to come to an understanding. See, after we leave the physical plane, we go through a life review where we're able to see and feel how we have affected each person through the other person's eyes, as if we are the other person, right? Because we are, because we're one, but we're able to feel that oneness. So if we can do that now, try to see through the other person's eyes and try to see why they're doing what they're doing. Try to forgive them now before it's too late. Try to ask for forgiveness now before it's too late. Try to treat ourselves with the respect that we deserve now before it's too late. We will be raising the vibration of the planet. We'll be, you know, focusing on what we want, focusing on seeing through the other person's eyes rather than seeing what they're doing wrong and what's wrong in the world. Okay, now that makes sense. Okay. It makes sense, and you did a very good, fine job of that. Thank you. Now... Can you tell our listeners about angels and and what role angels play in our existence in this reality, on this planet, on this plane? Okay. So we have, we all have guardian angels that are with us from the moment we're born all the way through our lives that are guiding us and protecting us. They're coming to us as thoughts, as gut feelings to do this and to do that. There are also archangels who can be with more than one person at a time. You know, some of the most common archangels, Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel, and we can all call upon them. You know, we won't be taking them away from somebody else who needs them more than we do. So they could be with, you know, more than one person, and uh, we could help, they could help us. They could help raise our vibration. For example, Archangel Michael takes away negativity. So that's the one to call upon when we have something seemingly negative in our lives. We could ask Archangel Michael to help take away the ne negativity so we could see the bigger perspective. Okay. So How we all have the ability to do so. It's not just a chosen few. We mm. all can do it. So where do angels come from? What is their mission and who sends them, who sends them out on their missions? Angels are messengers of God of the divine, and they're just basically here to provide us with health, raise the vibration of the planet. They're there if we need them. We're not, um, it's not disrespectful to God, because they are God's messengers. <clears throat> and where do they come from? They're spiritual beings who have always been here before we were born and after. They have always existed. It's difficult to understand, but Angels are different than deceased loved ones in that deceased loved ones can help us and guide us, but they're different. They feel different than the angels. You know, they have personality. As we were saying before, Dr. Dyer, when he comes through, he comes through very loud. That's the way he was in life, you know, forceful. 
But angels, when they come through, it's just total love and peace. It feels differently than a deceased loved one. Based on your experience and having communicated with the other side, what happens to us when we die? What happens is we do go through that life review, as I was talking about before, that we're able to see how we've affected each person through their eyes. And so if we were very nice in this world and loving and positive, we'll feel that, how that affected each person. If we were not so nice, we will feel that as well. It does not mean that throughout eternity that we're going to be experience this, experiencing this horrible feeling of what we did, mm-hmm. going through this life review. We'll feel that in an instant. We'll know it. It's like when you realize you did something, you say, oh boy, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I could make amends. So that's what happens. But once you leave the physical body, you feel that connection with everyone and everything. You understand the unity of, of us all. And that's where that, um, the we consciousness comes through. You know, that we get that understanding of the bigger perspective of everything. Are there beings that coexist with us on other planets, uh, other universes? Are they with? They absolutely are. And many people Mm -hmm. become frightened when they hear that. But in reality, just as there are good and bad people on the planet, there are good and bad uh, beings from other dimensions. If we think of it this way. The universe is vast. To think that we are the only life in this whole universe is kind of crazy, right? True. So it's um, to understand that life as we know it perhaps is just here on planet Earth as we are here. But there are beings coming through Mm -hmm. in this time trying to uplift the vibration at this particular time. Absolutely. So what are some of the most common signs that the celestial beings let us know that they're with us? Oh, boy, there are so many, and this is my favorite topic. Um, They love to, I call them without a doubt signs, that we know without a doubt that Mm -hmm. they're with us. And I would tell our listeners, uh, you know, to ask their loved ones, ask the angels for signs to let us know they're with, uh, with them, and then be, you know, patient. Mm-hmm. And wait, and the signs will come when they least expect it. Some of them, uh, they like to show the same numbers over and over, whether it be 1111 or uh-huh. 2222 at the most unsuspecting time, and it just keeps happening. They love to use their energy to co- go inside of a bird, a ladybug, a, you know, any animal, a dragonfly, mm. to let us know they're with us. But the, the animal would do something it normally wouldn't do, you know, like land on us. Something to something window. to grab yeah. our attention. Exactly. Gotcha. I mean, I yes, something that you say. This is not normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could give you some examples, but you, it would blow your mind. When well, tell some me. of these things. How do they do? You want me to give you an example? Please. Okay, uh, my friend Marion. Let me give you one example. My friend Marion was very loud. She was very loud and sarcastic, and she left the physical plane. Right. <laughs> So after she left the physical plane, I um, asked her to give me a sign to let me know that she's still around. So I'm walking down the stairs to my house Mm -hmm. to put letters in my mailbox. And as I'm walking down the stairs, there's a bird 
in my driveway screaming at the top of its lungs. And I'm like, um, this normally doesn't happen, but I'm looking at it and it's screaming. And I walk to the mailbox. The bird flies to the mailbox and looks at me in my eye and screams at me at the top of the lung. <laughs> All right? Okay. So I'm, yeah. <coughs> so I said, Marion, mm-hmm. Marion, is that you? I'm crying. And I turn around <laughs> and my neighbor's looking at me like I've lost my mind. But uh, I even, I had my cell phone in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I called my son to come outside to witness this. And I knew without a doubt that was Marion. Now, a mutual friend of mine, Carol, she, she emailed me a few days later and said, you're not going to believe what Marion did to her. And I said, oh, I will. What did she do to you? She said, Karen, I just finished painting my kitchen, opened the sliding glass door, <laughs> a bird flew in, the, flew in the kitchen, pooped all over the walls, and then flew out. And she said, thanks, Marion. Karen, we've got to take our final break. Please stand by. (laughs) So if I ever... All right. right. Nice talking to you. Thank you very much for joining us this hour, Karen. Exonation, Karen Noe is our special guest. www.karennoe.com. Her new book is We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths... I'm sorry, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. We'll be back. Don't go away. I'm not a free man, but neither am I chained. And I'm not a wise man, but neither am I rearranged. I'm not a new man, but neither am I. Not a rich man, but I cannot be sold. Karen Noe is my special guest this hour. Her new book, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. Available at all major bookstores, online and in brick and mortar. And her website is www.karennoe.com. First of all, Karen, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Great pleasure having you back on the show, and I wish you much uh, much and continued success. Thank you very much. Um, we've been talking about people, but how about how about animals and nature? Mm. You know, are they yeah. part of the we consciousness? Um, they are part of the whole. We're all one, and that includes animals, nature, mm-hmm. angels, deceased loved ones, everything, and everyone. And again, we, uh, many people, they say they love animals, they have pets and so right. forth. But what I'm talking about are all animals, all animals, you know, cows and ants and everything. And we'll see that we are connected to them um, as well, as well as nature. So it's important, once I found this out, and what, I, once I, I, I experienced a very profound experience many years ago, which led me to receive messages. I had an experience with the light, but I felt that connection and I felt the pain of the animals Mm. uh, when I was eating meat at that time. And I couldn't eat meat anymore. I became a vegetarian at that time. Now I'm a vegan. 
But I can't tell everyone to do that because it's within their, you know, whatever they want to do is absolutely truth within them. But I can tell them if they can try maybe one day a week to become a vegan, you know, just eat a plant-based diet one day a week, they'd be saving one animal's life every day, every time they do that. So... What, you know, speaking about animals, speaking about our planet and so on, what, what steps can we actually take, Karen, in order to protect this beautiful planet that is being neglected beyond belief? Mm-hmm. Well, number one, I would say you ask in the morning, wake up and say, how may I serve? Mm-hmm. And you will be guided to, you know, what you can do to connect to the whole. To You become peace is a very important thing, too. In order to bring about peace in the world, you have to be peaceful. So you have to become peace. You have to practice forgiveness. You know, um, this is a, a wonderful saying that Dr. Dyer used to say, it's not the snake bite that kills us. It's the venom that's left behind. So if we practice forgiveness, you know, that's another way to raise the vibration, making the world a better place for everyone. Send love in response to hate. You know, treat everyone as sacred beings, because they are. Every one of us has God within us. And there are so many things that we could do. Pray and meditate for peace. Praying is talking to God and the angels, whereas meditating is listening to them. And we need to listen as well as to speak. You know, Karen, over the last hour, I've been listening with great interest to what you've been saying. And it seems that your message is is very simple. It's down to earth. And yet... It seems that people seem to complicate the simplicity of it. Why? Exactly. They want to be right. They want to be the right one and the other person being wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to see through the other person's eyes. You may not agree with what the other person is doing, as I said before, but try to see where they're coming from and why they're saying what they're saying. And most people don't do that. Now, you're also the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Waldwick, New Jersey. Tell us about that. Yeah, I do. I practice alternative healing there. I do readings. Mm-hmm. I teach classes there, a number of classes. If you go to my website, you could see the classes that I teach. I do travel the country teaching different things about intuition and, and so forth and the weak consciousness. But you could find that all on my website. You know, it seems that more and more people are opening up to their intuition and and following that gut feeling. What do you think is going on? They're remembering who they are because we all have that ability. It's not just Karen Noe who could do this. This is the most important thing I can Mm -hmm. tell everybody. My purpose is to empower people to do what I am doing. To teach people to if you raise your vibration so it's more on par with the energy of who you really are mm-hmm. which is God right when you do that you become more intuitive you do it's just a byproduct so if you tap into that and you know trust the instinctual the, everything that you're feeling your gut feelings about things rather than what you're thinking about whatever you're looking at your feeling is so much more important we can all do this. We can all connect with the angels. We can all connect with deceased loved ones. Ask your loved ones to come to you in a dream. 
and wake you up after that, you know, mm. they come. Ask them to give you a without a doubt sign. And then be patient and wait. And you will get the sign. I promise you. You may have to wait a bit, but you'll get it. Patience is virtue, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I believe that this is where meditation comes in as well. When you just quiet everything down and you open yourself to accepting the messages and to hearing the messages that these messages do come. Absolutely. Because if your mind is going a mile a minute, mm-hmm. you and they're coming to you as thoughts, yeah. they will not be able to get inside of your head. <laughs> so you need to empty your thoughts. Yeah. Now, the most important thing I could tell everybody is meditate, not with the intention of connecting with angels and deceased loved ones. Meditate. I meditate every morning with the intention of connecting later on in the day, because if you're meditating with the intention of doing something, it's not really meditation. Yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing, except I, 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 want, I meditate to connect with myself. Well, that is a different story. Yeah. Absolutely. Going within. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, er, er, earlier today, you, we've been talking about, you know, God in you. And, and in the Bible, it says, and God said, let us create man in our image, in our likeness. Like, folks, the message is right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Karen, uh, something else I just wanted to ask you briefly about because we're running out of time really fast here. Uh, you're a proud member of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle. What is that? It's a group of beings, a being, so it's a group of people who are <laughs> brought together. We are beings. That's right, right. Yeah. sure. Yeah. A group of people joining together we're... to raise the vibration of the planet. That's basically what we're doing, spreading the message of peace and love. And we meet and we find ways of doing that. So you are part of the solution, trying to, trying to solve there the problem. There you go. That's right, that's right. You know, and we all can be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, what are your final thoughts and what are your final words for the Exxon Nation tonight, Karen? I would tell everybody, remember who you are. You have God within you. You could create amazing miracles in your life. You could connect with the celestial realm. Meditate, quiet your thoughts so you could tap into that energy. And together we could raise the vibration of the planet, each one of us. People listening, when they hear the word meditation, they think of the yogis and the lotus position. <laughs> and and uh, how I meditate is after I finish my work here and I go home, I sit in my favorite chair in the living room, all the lights off, and I just sit, empty my mind, and listen. That's the best. Yeah. yeah that's the best. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't cross my feet. God, I, I don't think I could do a lotus position if anybody paid me. But I, Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah. I do the same thing. I sit down and I close my eyes. Sometimes yeah. I just focus on my breath. Right. You know, you don't. And if your mind wanders, don't beat yourself up. It's going to wander. And then just get set the intention of going right back and trying to empty your thoughts, focusing on your breath. And that's it. That's meditating. When's your next book coming out, Karen? Well, now I'm in the process of doing an angel card deck, an oracle wow. deck, with a beautiful artist. named Her name is Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. and we're doing that. It's going to be released hopefully next year. Angels, my favorite topic in the whole world. <laughs> For some reason, ever since I was a child, angels have all, I've, I've always been attracted to angel art. I've always been attracted to angel stories. 
I just think that an angel is proof that no matter what happens, no matter how down you get, no matter how bleak things look, that all you need to do is ask for their help and they'll be there. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Absolutely. Karen, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. A great pleasure talking to you. Continued success, and I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Exxon. Thank you very much. You Have take, a great day. You too now. And Exxon Nation, once again, if you'd like to contact uh, Karen Noy or find out more about her, find out about the book she's written, just visit her website, www dot com. that's k-a-r-e-n-n-o-e dot com i'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the x-zone with yours truly rob mcconnell from our broadcast center and studios in niagara ontario canada the beast that was made. 